Today is October 1st, 2020. We are into the fall. And I'm still talking about my book. No thanks. Seven ways to say I'll just include myself. It's a guide to rock star leadership for women of color in the workplace. But you know what? Anyone can come along. It is a letter to my sisters, but it's open to anyone. And we're going to have some author events coming up where I bring to life some of the voices in the book. One of those voices is Cheryl Grace. She is the Senior Vice President of Consumer Engagement at Nielsen. She's also the founder of Powerful Penny. And I have to tell you, some of the talk that we did before the two episodes that she was on really led up to what's going to happen on Tuesday, 12.35 p.m. Central Time. That's October 6th, where I'm going to talk to her and she's going to talk to me about her role in the book, what she has to say about being authentically you in a workplace that does not center you, and some more about my story when it comes to my battles with that same kind of situation. You know, we're told all the time as women of color just to show up and be yourself. Well, it's just not that simple, but we have some workarounds. In fact, we need to work on our mindset. So without further ado, I am reaching back all the way to the first year of the podcast, 2019, March. It was Women's History Month. Last week, I replayed Cheryl Atkins Green. She's also in the book. She's a chief marketing officer for Mary Kay. This week, I'm replaying from the same series, Authentically She, Cheryl Grace from Nielsen and Powerful Penny. And by the way, she is putting into practice that extrapreneurship. She's leaning out in order to lean in. Here we go. Hey, y'all. This is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 2013. I received a phone call from my first supervisor at the first global agency where I'd taken a job. And he was embedded at AT&T. He asked me if I knew anyone who'd be interested in a position there at the company to start a diversity and inclusion corporate communications practice. Of course I said I knew someone. And I went to the resumes that I had and I uncovered a couple of names, checked on those people, and guess what? They were doing other things. I called him back and let him know that the people that I was thinking about weren't available. And he told me, if I was interested, to let him know. Well, we had a history with the whole thing about diversity and inclusion when it came to public relations. 
Remember, I said he was my first supervisor. Back when I was at Fleischman Hillard, there was a time where the senior partner there actually offered me a diversity PR job. In fact, running the practice for the African-American segment. I turned it down. Why? <sighs> I have somewhat of a love-hate relationship with diversity roles. And let me tell you why. One is because, especially back in those days, diversity budgets were usually the first to get cut. Second of all, so early in my career, I didn't want to get pigeonholed. So I told them then that I didn't want the position. Well, fast forward to 2013. And remember the deep insights that I uncovered with Cheryl Atkins Green at Alberto Culver. We were looking at the texture of people's hair to monitor the browning of America. And we knew by 2020, some things would have changed. Well, there was someone else in my life during that time frame when I ran my agency that had a huge impact on the way I changed my outlook on diversity jobs. Her name was Cheryl Pearson McNeil at the time. Well, now she's married. Her name is Cheryl Grace. My agency represented Nielsen Community Affairs, and that division turned out all the data about diversity segments. In addition to that census data that we had, remember the most checked box was the other box? I knew that something was about to shift in the area of diversity when it came to the United States and even our global society. I figured in about five years, they'd need me more than ever because the minority would become the majority. Thanks to stats like black culture drives pop culture, I was able to take solid, rock-hard data into the boardroom to senior vice presidents who didn't know anything about diversity per se and recommend multi-year programs at AT&T. This is how I know Cheryl Grace. Cheryl Grace's numbers still helped my team to win when it came to diversity inclusion, public relations, and integrated communications. Fast forward to now. Cheryl Grace is a fellow entrepreneur. She is a senior vice president at Nielsen, and she is also an entrepreneur, and she is PowerfulPenny.com. It's a blog that has every little bit of lifestyle information you need to know as a corporate boss, babe. Everybody, I want you to meet Cheryl Grace. She is all the positive terms that you can think of when it comes to the word diva. She is part three of our Women's History Month series authentically she ladies and gentlemen Cheryl Grace there we go How there are she you? is hey, so hey. good to see you I'm so proud
proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so exciting. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. It seems like it. You just like dove right in and and you have like not stopped yet. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I told them I wasn't playing with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody, I have Cheryl Grace. Cheryl Grace is a woman after my own heart, not just because she's an entrepreneur like me, and you'll get to find out more about that soon, but she's also a powerful, authentic, she walks around in her own skin, she's fabulous, and everybody meets Cheryl Grace. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, you have your own brand. It's called Powerful Penny. It is. It's Powerful Penny LLC. Tell me about it. So what we actually do is we literally help other individuals who are interested in getting to the next level of best Mm -hmm. in their lives figure out how to do that. And we focus on six core areas. Mm -hmm. Career is the primary area Mm -hmm. because I find that's where people really want to get to their next level of best. But we also do relationships. Mm -hmm. We um, handle those family dysfunctions Mm -hmm. that are going on within your families and how to like deal with that. We um, talk about how to look and live fabulous. So because I believe that you and your house can look and be fabulous at the same time. Wow. Right. That's a good one. um, And then we also focus on prosperity. Mm -hmm. And the last one is intentionally for women who are earning at least $150,000 a year or more Mm -hmm. or those who are aspiring to, we call it um, Diva Lux and how to live a Diva Lux life, Mm -hmm. what that means. Um, And so those are the six core areas that Powerful Penny tackles and helps individuals define how to get to their next level best. Awesome. Well, we're going to delve a little bit deeper into that. I love it that you're an entrepreneur like me and we'll talk about juggling that. But in the meantime, how about we have a culture soup moment? I would love it. Okay. So looking at the threads, looking at the social media um, outlets and, and platforms, and I noticed that women especially women, and even women of color. I've noticed black women talk about this a lot. But it seems like there is a theme out there around entrepreneurship or even in your corporate roles, being a boss. So I want to kick things off by talking about hashtag boss babe. Can you relate to that hashtag? Have you ever used it? Oh my gosh. So I love hashtag boss babe. You know, I always talk about you got to be a badass mm-hmm. and you got to be a boss. And um, right here on my desk where all the magic happens, I yes. even have this real sign boss lady hey. in, in pink because those are the colors of my, my brand. But mm-hmm. bossing up is the thing. So yeah. yes, boss babe, I'm right there with you. Right. So do you think there are a lot of people that are just overusing the hashtag or is it aspirational or... You know, I I think that maybe it's aspirational, but people are actually out there grinding. People absolutely 
um, still look at those hashtags and um, and see what what falls up underneath them. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about the hashtag is mm-hmm. if you're like feeling, well, I don't feel like a boss babe today or mm-hmm. I don't feel like boss lady today. What's a boss lady look like or feel like? If you go to that hashtag, it will identify it and clarify it for you. And you're like, well, I'm that. Right. I'm that too. And I'm that, 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 that. <laughs> Yeah, all those things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, that hashtag jumped out at me when I was thinking of you because I consider you to be a boss babe. Oh, thank you. Absolutely, because you are running things in corporate America and you've got <laughs> your own thing. So, yeah. How yeah. do you balance being, I mean, you're like an officer. You're senior vice president. And, yeah, yeah you're balancing both. Senior VP, um, tons of travel. Mm -hmm. And what I find is with a demanding role like this, um, I'm on the road a lot. And so I'm in hotel rooms a lot. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not out entertaining or being entertained, then I'm in the room. And I don't watch television when I'm in a hotel room. Hmm. And so I had all this downtime when I was in hotel rooms. Plus, I have insomnia because I'm not able to sleep. Oh, okay. So what I found was between the hours of 2 a.m. and 8 a.m. in the morning, I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't doing anything. I was reading a lot of books because I'm a voracious reader. And I said, well, what if I put this time toward bringing my dreams to life. I don't mm. want to wait until after I leave my corporate role. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make a transition when I do leave corporate America right. across an even platform mm-hmm. as opposed to stepping down yes. or I'd prefer to step across or step up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do from two in the morning to eight in the morning. Um, that's my powerful penny time. Oh my God, Cheryl, when do you sleep? Um, I go to bed at about nine. So from nine to two. Okay. All from right. From nine to nine to two in the morning is when wow. I generally sleep. And then it's like my alarm clock literally goes off in my head and I wake up and, and I'm on the computer or I'm, you know, I've got a lot of folks that I do business with who are not in the States. And mm-hmm. so their time is um, prime time for them when right. I'm up in the morning. So I, I connect with my, my team members who are overseas and that's, that's how amazing. we do it. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, you were my client about what, six, seven years ago, maybe more about, than that. Yeah. And that's how we met. Um, and for a while there, we hadn't even met in person. We had not. And mm-hmm. can I just say that, you know, talking about being a boss, you were a badass oh, wow. boss at the job and what you did. And if you recall, like when I heard that you were leaving, you were, you were yes. starting going, um, into corporate, mm-hmm. I like called, is there any way I we remember. can still work together? Like, can we do something, something, something? Yes. Please, please. That's the way I like to leave my clients, asking for more and happy. Oh, you were phenomenal at Thank what you were you. doing well, then, what you're doing now, just phenomenal. So, Thank it, you. you know, iron sharpens iron. Yes, ma'am. It's boss knows boss. Yes, ma'am. So we've known each other for some some time now, and I've been able to see you operate, moving in and out of corporate, moving in and out of your own entrepreneurial interests, and I have been marveling at how authentic you are. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I describe you as a diva in the best way. The best <laughs> word. If you're going to have a good word or a good diva, it's you. Thank and you. It's the way you carry yourself with purpose. So we talked a bit not long ago when I did the two-part series on authenticity at work yes. for Black Enterprise about yes. what it means to be authentic. So yes. let's share with the listeners what your idea of being authentic at work really means. You know, it took me a little bit of time to step into my authenticity simply because, you know, I entered the work world um, late 80s. And at that time, it was easier for you to just kind of blend in in order to get along. But I found I don't really blend in very well. I'm five, nine and a half flat shoes and I never wear flat shoes. I'm (laughs) usually walking around in stilettos. Um, so I have this presence and blending in, I've never been accused of being a wallflower. And, um, and I found that when I was shrinking Mm -hmm. away from that persona, that I wasn't speaking up, Mm -hmm. I wasn't confident. Um, and it occurred to me that I was bringing no value Mm -hmm. when I wasn't allowed to use my own voice Mm -hmm. to be who I am. Mm -hmm. And ever since I was in kindergarten, teachers have always said on my report card, Cheryl talks too much. (laughs) Right. I love it. I mean, from kindergarten all the way through. Mm -hmm. And when I got into one role in particular in corporate America, and I made a comment during a business meeting. I was the only woman of color in the room, mm-hmm. the only only person of color, period, mm-hmm. in the room. And there were, I think, two other women in the room. And I made a comment, and um, it didn't go over well with the person that I was asking a very, very simple question. Mm-hmm. Um, and my boss didn't back me up. Oh. And so what I did was I shut down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to speak up in this room anymore because what I have to say isn't valued. Mm-hmm. And that's when I recognized, however, too, that my contribution level also declined right. because I wasn't feeling that I could lend any real value to the conversation. Mm-hmm. I shut up. Mm-hmm. And that's when I recognized nobody puts baby in a corner. Right. And that if I couldn't be myself, then I didn't want to be mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I changed I changed roles. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had that problem since then of mm-hmm. not speaking up. Right. I've learned how to do it in a way that people would be receptive to hearing my message, but I still do it in my own flavor. I right. always got to bring my own secret sauce mm-hmm. to the situation. Right. Well, in, in the article, we talk about what it, it was a journey for you. It did, didn't just happen overnight. And maybe right. that instance made you think of it, but talk about the journey to really fully embracing everything that Cheryl Grace brings to the table and bringing it to the table. Yeah. So, you know, physical appearance is huge. And I talked and mentor a lot of young African-American women who, you know, talk about, uh, how they don't feel like they necessarily blend in. And I said, you don't have to blend in. So for me, in a very um, stringent culture, um, where you wear, well, this was in the beginning, where Mm -hmm. the suits, you know, the the gray suits, the dark suits Mm -hmm. were always what, pinstripe suits were what men were always Mm -hmm. wearing. 
So I would put my own flavor flave to it. So I had a pinstripe, uh, a gray pinstripe dress mm-hmm. that cinched at the waist. Yes. And had a big bow. And then mm-hmm. I put on cranberry stilettos with oh, I that. Love it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and walked into that space and felt like I could own it like mm-hmm. that. But you have to understand your culture. Mm-hmm the corporate culture where you're in or the work environment that you're in to understand how that's going to be received. Right. And that should be something that you're doing when you're interviewing mm-hmm. for a job. Like, how do I feel in this role here in this company? How mm-hmm. do I feel having a conversation with this man? I've been on interviews before where I knew, Ooh, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't feel comfortable in the interview mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and took the dang on job anyway. <laughs> How many times do we do that? You know, mm-hmm. took the job and um, and never really felt comfortable. And this was the same role that I had where, you know, I stopped speaking up mm-hmm. in those um, those corporate boardrooms. So mm-hmm. you have to bring who you are, all of you, whenever you have an opportunity, bring it, but bring it in a way that, you know, is um, going to be received right. by the people on the receiving end. So what's is there a prerequisite? Um, I talk a lot about performance excellence, kind of opening the door for you to be you. So talk to me about how you made sure that you were just excellent and that may have helped you to bring all of Cheryl to work. Yeah. So one of the things that I um, talk about when, when I'm mentoring individuals is you can't walk into a room when you first land somewhere and expect them to recognize your fabulosity, mm-hmm. you have to earn that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so what I know that I need to do is I need to make sure that you have an understanding mm-hmm. of my mind and mm-hmm. skills before I unleash all of my yes. awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Because I want you to recognize me for what I bring to the table mm-hmm. and the results I deliver, the metrics that you know I use to help define what success looks like for the company. Mm-hmm. That's really important. And I want you focused on that first right. before you focus on the fact that, you know, how I dress, how I wear my hair, you know, uh, those are are things that I think a lot of young people in the workforce think they don't have to deliver first. Mm -hmm. And I talk, you always have to go above and beyond always Always. go beyond what they're asking you to do. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you can do is do exactly what someone asked you to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That gets you nowhere. Right. So prove yourself first in all of that you're going to deliver and then that authenticity, you know, should be able to just kind of come out and say, yeah, I not only can I deliver, but I can look like a badass. too." Right. You know, that reminds me of something I was going through on my corporate job before I was promoted. And I knew that the promotion was right. I was right at the brink of it because I was doing such a great job getting all the feedback that I was getting. And I was dying to get a nose ring. And I still have have a stud. Oh, I see. And so I literally took a poll of friends first. And then I actually talked to some people inside the company. Mm -hmm. I started looking for dress code. You know, is there anything about piercings, anything about 
tattoos, just trying to figure out, like, because I look around and I saw one or two people that may have had them. And one of my mentors was like, okay, well, what roles do they have? You know, you kind of right. have to look at that. I'm like, right. okay. And then some of my friends were like, oh, yeah, that would be hot. But, like, do they do that there? And I said, well, actually, I've seen it. And I went on and took the leap. At the time, I was wearing a big fro, big curly fro, strawberry blonde. And what I said, this? Oh, yeah, this was um, 2015, 16, something like that. Okay. And I said, you know, if, they, if they're all right with the fro, they're going to be all right with the stud. Now, right. I wasn't going to wear the loop. I knew, right. you know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything like massive or anything like that. And right. when I got it, I went home and had my little girl with me and my dad was sitting there and he's like did I see something sparkle and I was like yeah you did and he said and he leaned in really close and he's like oh that's a jewel isn't it I said yes it is and my parents are pretty conservative Uh uh-huh but it didn't jump out at them and when that didn't happen I was like okay I think I'm good went on to work no questions from anybody within months I was promoted to director. All right. Yeah. And that was one of those things where I was like, okay, I, I kind of took a risk, but I knew I was killing it at work. Yeah. Yes. If you are killing it, they, you have a lot more latitude mm-hmm. than if you're not. Right. And if you're not, it shouldn't be a surprise that you're not. Right. You know, people come to me all the time. I don't understand why I'm not getting promoted and blah, 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 blah. And I'll say, so tell me, are you showing up for work on time? Most days. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, there should mm-hmm. be no con- there should be no surprises when it's time for your performance evaluation. Right. Because if your manager isn't reaching out to you, mm-hmm. you should be reaching out to them mm-hmm. for those updates, mm-hmm. right? Between the annual evaluation, at least four times a year right. so that you're not surprised at the end of the year. Absolutely. And, and then you'll know that you're killing it. And then you know that you are comfortable enough to bring your nose ring to the job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To a fortune nine, I should say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They were like, that's kind of a bold move, but Hey, I'm still wearing it today. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> tips for people out there especially women women of color and you know I refer to the lean in McKinsey women in the workplace research because it really is outside of catalyst probably the research that people point to when it talks about black women in our role in corporate America and how it's a struggle to make it in the leadership positions and even stay there if you had any advice, especially for black women and even women in general, um, about bringing your authentic self to work, I would say maybe three. What, what would you say? Um, the first thing I would say is read the room and understand what that room is saying and and how what you want to do from an authentic um, moment. Read the room and determine if you can rock the nose mm-hmm, ring, mm-hmm. right? Read the room. So you did your due diligence. You looked around. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked to folks. That's important. The second I would say, the second point I would make is um, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't trust our gut. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you should trust your gut before you ask your girlfriends. Yes. Before you ask your husband, mm-hmm. your your significant other, your boo, whatever. Trust that gut on on what you think is going to propel you to your next level of best. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that I would say is, you know, and it's not just about bringing your authentic self, but about everything. If you don't know, ask. Mm-hmm. You don't ask, you don't get. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you went around and you you you, you did a survey, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know, ask. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. Ask for clarity. Mm-hmm. Ask for, I don't ask for permission. Yeah. Because I think it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to jump out there and trust my gut that I'm doing it in my authentic way mm-hmm. and that it's going to work out best for the company or the business Mm -hmm. or my brand. Um, but I'm not going to ask you for permission because when you reach a certain level in your career, Mm -hmm. the expectation is that you are a leader Mm -hmm. and you should be given the leeway to lead and do it in your own authentic way. Mm-hmm. That's so, so those are the three areas. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I appreciate those tips, and I'll probably write those up <laughs> and share them. But I, I think even it, it merits us to even go back and say, you get to not ask permission when you're performing at right. your very best. But you got to be bringing it. Yes. You have to be, you know, I know that there are times when my manager wanted to say, ah, Cheryl, but I was bringing it. Right. It's like you couldn't dispute anything I was saying right. because I was delivering totally. time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. And you have to be on point. You can't be lackadaisical. You can't expect just because mm-hmm. of time, mm-hmm. right? So I had someone say, well, I haven't been promoted And usually other people on my team are promoted after 18 months or 24 months, right? Like, okay, but there's something else that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. Were they also performing? And are you just riding out the time tide or are you delivering? Mm -hmm. Because it's not just about timing. Mm -hmm. Totally. So... What's going on with Powerful Penny these days? So Powerful Penny is about to launch our podcast. Awesome! Uh, yep. Yeah. So you should see it by the end of March. Good. And um, yeah, so we're doing that. I'm very excited about that. And um, and then the blogs. So our blogs, we've got blogs that we have in those six core areas. Mm -hmm. And so careers and relationships and prosperity and, you know, looking and living fabulous and diva lux um, and family. So our blogs are all about helping you get to the next level. And so anyone who's interested can go to powerfulpenny.com and tap into any of those blogs, because I think it just gives you a holistic light perspective around all of the dimensions of our lives. And so I'm really excited. Excited about it. I love it. That's awesome. I love your content, and you've got a partnership with Made Mavens, right? 
Yeah, it's with Made Mavens and also the ladders.com. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so excited about that. Good so for you. the content is great. There's plenty of content out there. We'll start putting up fresh content again uh, this year, but there's a lot to keep keep you occupied right yeah. now. And everybody, Cheryl is an awesome speaker too. So if you can ever catch her on the circuit, please do. Do you have any upcoming appearances? Right now for Powerful Penny, I don't. I've got a lot scheduled for Nielsen, mm-hmm. but um, I'm always interested in coming out, talking to students, talking to um, business resource groups or employee resource groups at corporates, corporations. I'm always interested in, in, in doing that. Women's groups, church groups. Yeah. Um, so love to have you invite me to come out and speak somewhere to your yeah. listeners who are listening. Awesome. So where can we find you online? You can find me, um, I'm on Instagram, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, under Cheryl, I'm sorry, under powerful underscore penny. Mm-hmm. You can also find me at powerfulpenny.com. Okay. And LinkedIn under Cheryl Grace, C-H-E-R-Y-L Grace. Awesome. You have anything you want to add before we go? I just think that everyone should believe in eating pink elephants. <laughs> Tell us about that. A pink elephant is your big, most audacious goal that takes you out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. that you're almost not sure you can achieve unless you like really just kind of drill down and make up your mind mm-hmm. that this is something you're going to do. Right. And I believe I eat pink elephants all the time. Um, And I believe you can slay those pink elephants. So set those really big, huge goals and go for it. I love it. I love it, Cheryl. Thank you so much for coming on. This is an incredible series. Thanks for having me. Continued good luck for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wow. Who's ready to go eat some big old fat pink elephants with me? That's right. Cheryl Grace has inspired us all. Thank you so much, Cheryl. And you know what? A special surprise. Did you know that the Culture Soup Podcast will celebrate year two, October 29th, 2020. You know, I don't even know what date that falls on, but somewhere around there, we will have a special anniversary episode. And... That may be around the time that the audiobook drops. Stay tuned. That's the audiobook for No Thanks. Seven ways to say, I'll just include myself. The other thing you need to know is how to register for the Rockstar to Rockstar Fireside Chat with me and Cheryl Grace, Senior Vice President at Nielsen and the founder of Powerful Penny. If you follow me online, it's the best place to go. Go look for my LinkedIn post. Go look for my Instagram. In fact, if you go to Instagram at L. Michelle Speaks and then go to my bio, there is a link in my bio where you can register. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Thoughts Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.